Looking like I got the whole thing. You can get me ballin' overseas. Never got judged to the league. Yo, what it do, what it do, baby? Yo, we are hyped to have y'all in on the inaugural episode of Ballstorming, man. I am one of the hosts. My name is Devin Williams, along with the other host, my man, the man, the myth, the legend, B.D. Brian Davis. What's happening, brother? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Man, bro, I'm bro. I'm hyped. I'm, I'm, I'm excited I, to be hey, here, man. I'm just as hyped as you is, man, to be honest with you. Man, man. So before we get into our topics, man, I think I think the people want to know who we are. You know, your your story is way more interesting than mine. I'm just a guy that likes sports, right? <laughs> but you play professionally, man, and, and you've done so many different things, man. So first starting off, man, walk me through that, man. Walk me through your 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 ball journey. Man, my ball journey, man. Um, I, I I went to Texas A&M in 2006. Was um, part of the most winning class in school history. Got a chance to um, play in a Sweet 16, um, be in the NCAA tournament every year, and win a game. Um, it was it was most it was probably the most the most fun I've ever had playing the game of basketball here at Texas A&M. Um, I'm currently um, here now um, as a graduate assistant, finishing my last um, two years, and getting ready to. Um, Basically, start part B of my um, second career, which is um, trying to be an assistant coach. Ultimately, mm-hmm. try to be a head coach. Um, right now, um, it's it's been a it's been a journey that I've appreciated so much, ups and downs. Uh, after that fourth year at A and M, I got a chance to go over to Poland, and that's where I started my career at. Mm-hmm. Poland um, was a great year where it, it, it kind of laid the foundation for where I went from there. And um, from there, so, I so not, to, so not to cut you off. So let's talk about Poland for a second, because Poland, that's not sexy. It's not China. It's not, <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know, it's not Japan. It's not, you know, you know, Italy. You, you said it laid the foundation. What's, what's what, what, what are we talking about here? Well, I'm talking about not, not just only the foundation, but um, I, I, I don't like to take things for granted. And one thing that I've always wanted, no matter what, no matter how good I was, no matter how good I wasn't, I've always just wanted an opportunity. So when I went into Poland, um, it wasn't the place geographically where I was. It wasn't the league. It wasn't anything of any of the above. It was an opportunity that I was given to prove myself, an opportunity that I was given to play the game that I love. And I went over there and I made the best out of it. And we ended up winning at the end of the season. Um, we won the, the silver that year, and it was it was great. It was great to be able to be a part of an organization that had never gotten that far. Mm-hmm. And with me um, and two of, two other Americans, Cam was on there, another one, Jarrell Blasting game. We kind of laid the laid the laid the ground down for that team, and we had some great Polish players that really made basketball fun and a great coach. So, if you could take away one thing that you learned from Poland, that you apply to every other step of your career, that you may even be applying now in your everyday life and in the path that you're on, what would that be? Man, it would be adjusting. Adjusting. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter where you're at in life, no matter where you're at um, playing a sport, playing a game of basketball, you have to adjust. And that was one of the things that I had to learn quickly because if you don't learn it quickly while you're over there, you won't be over there. You'll be back at the crib. 
but being adjust, being able to adjust to your surroundings, adjust to the culture, understand how things work. So that was that was the biggest takeaway because the the quicker you can adjust, the quicker you can get out of your system that you just got there or that this is something new. Get that is is this is something new out of your head and grasp and really embrace the opportunity. Mm, hey, that's that's dope, man. To be able to, to grab that in your first year over there, that takes a certain level of maturity, man. Because you know some people may not be mature enough to to understand that, man. What coming out of college, twenty two year old, you know, I know. At 22 year old, I thought I knew some shit, but I don't really know shit at 22 years old, you know, and you're going off on your own to a country you've never been to. Yeah, Nobody that, was, that was the that was the fun part, man. Um, I got a chance to sit over there and be by myself and, and learn myself and learn, learn what things that do I like? Do I like to go out on adventures? Yes, I, I, I went on adventures. I've been to, I've been to some cities. I've been literally probably I've been to 24 countries. So I've probably been to 20 different zoos. Like that was mm. one of the that was one of the things that I did in country. I'm gonna go to the zoo. I like I, I just did random things. I explored, went to different like I, I went to Mexico one year and played there at the um towards the latter part of my career and was living in the same city where I didn't even know the largest pyramid was. You know, everyone talk about Egypt, but the largest yeah. pyramid is in Mexico and it was twenty minutes away from where I was living. So like I did I did things like that. Just nice. I, I like to um Get out. Um, one of the biggest things that I did that I had the most fun with was every team that I went to. We did a lot of community service. Okay. We did a lot of work with the youth. Whether um, it, it was probably once a week where we would go and teach camp at a, at a local middle school or elementary school, and just being able to give back to the community and give some insight to some of the um, younger people that are there. And half the time, the people don't speak English, but they just appreciate that. And when you get a chance to put a smile on one, someone's face. It, it makes you feel good. And it also, you you don't know, like, you can make that person day. Nice. So think, so actually this, think about Brian Davis five years from now. How would you apply those things that you learned then to the goals that you want to accomplish five years from now? Um, like I said, the adjustment part, um, where I want to be in five years, it, it isn't a, a concrete place. It's, it's something that um, I know and I want to be able to use a lot of the steps that has, caught, that has taught me so many different things during the course of that one year or the 10 years that I did playing. And that's really just to um, embrace everything that's going on, um, be able to use your, your, your resources and your network around you and being able to help, help yourself. A lot of people don't help themselves when it comes to they think something's going to be given to them. And um, that's one thing that I'm going to take along my journey is that understanding that this is a this is a journey and there's going to be some you're going to go the wrong way sometime. Right. But if you use your resources and you use the people around you and you do the research on your own and uh, all your homework, you'll you'll ultimately get to that to that point where you want to get to. Dope, dope. So you said you brought up something that's that's pretty, pretty interesting. You said sometimes you make that wrong turn or, you know, you stumble, or you fall. Right. And you get to a low point and we've all been there, that low point where you're like, man, fuck this shit. Like we've all been there, you know. And what 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 was it that made you, you know what? I fell down seven times, but I'm gonna stand up eight. What what, what made you go forward? Um, going forward is like basically holding yourself accountable. And making sure that like this is something that you want. 
because they're in at any any person's point of their career, they're gonna hit a point to where you you kind of question um, to a certain extent. Not saying to quit or anything like that, but you're starting to question like, is this is this what I want to do? Is this what I want to go through? So um, basically, I, I I hit I hit some of those points in my life, um, especially when I was overseas. Um, I'm at a point now where I, I've I've hit it, but it's more so of and eye opening, like I understand how to get things done even more to what I've understood from a player standpoint, but understand it now in a professional world. So just kind of using those things and really pushing myself and not needing anyone else to to give me a push. Mm, so that self-motivation from within, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people miss that mark, you know, like, because, you know, in, in structured, in structured environments, you know, you have somebody telling you, Hey, you know, be here, get up, do this, do that, you know, but it has to come from within it after a certain point. Exactly. It does. You know, and I, I think a lot of people miss that mark, you know, or in whatever it is that you do, you know. Is there an event or was there any or several events or or something that just sticks out in your mind that made you think like, okay, I got to figure out my self-awareness. I got to figure out who I am. I got to figure out how to be better or or anything like that. Like that one moment, it's just like, damn, that kind of set you back and made you think, like, do I really know myself? Well, um, that one moment would be right now. Mm. And then if we talk again on the phone tomorrow, that moment will be at that same time we talk on the phone. Mm. Because um, learning yourself is an ongoing thing. You grow, you grow out of things, you grow into things. So I can't give you a period because I feel like knowing yourself is something that is every day. Man, bro, that might be the dopest answer I've ever heard. (laughs) <laughs> to that to a question like that because some people were like yeah i had this point in time and it's funny you know being you know recently married uh my mentor uh he's been married for 27 years now and i'm like man how do you do it you know because sometimes my girl get on my nerves every 27 minutes and his thing was you'll never know your wife he's like we've been married 27 years and i don't know her because she's consistently changing and evolving as are you she's learning herself you're learning yourself and he's like and that's just a life thing as well you know, that we're consistently learning ourselves, man. And I think people at, at certain times, I think people tend to think that they're done learning. You're never done learning. You're never done learning anything. And the moment you think you're done learning, that means that's the moment that you are, have finally admitted that you want to be complacent and, you, and you, you're comfortable where you're at. I think the moment you think you're, I agree with that, but I also think the moment you think you're done learning is the moment you fail. Yep. That, that's, that's, that's it, man. And, and, it, it, man, it's just so much. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, man, it's kind of, and I like this feeling because it makes you think like, man. Yeah, it, make you, it makes you really, really think about who you are, makes you think about some of the decisions you've made. How do you, how do you better your upcoming decisions? How do you mm-hmm. map out your plan of, of leading up to those decisions? Yeah, and it's, and it's funny, man. You know, my son, he's one. And I say within the past year, you know, he just turned, he turned one in November. So he's 15 months now. The past 15 months, I've learned so much from him and he hasn't really even began to learn how to talk. Yeah. 
you just and it's and it's crazy because it's like okay, I'm consistently learning this person, but at the same time, man, like perfect, I wasn't a patient person at all. Not mm-hmm. patient. No, no, I want it now. Yeah, man. That, my my son broke that. I'm the most patient person ever. I can wait. I ain't tripping. You know, just because I I see the grand scheme of things and and, and just just understanding like okay. This is this is a continuous thing. I have to continuously learn, and I think that's what the greats did in in in, in the game. You think about the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordans, the LeBron James. They consistently learn. They yeah. consistently understand and watch. And like the player that you don't think about, they've already thought about several times over. Like, okay, this guy here at the end of the bench, if he come in the game, what do I expect from him? Oh man, these these dudes these dudes that play at that high of a level, they they knowledge and their understanding of the game, their basketball IQ is in another planet. You can you can see it by just watching them. That's like you don't take for for granted when someone say they're watching greatness. When you're watching Tom Brady, like you're mm. watching somebody that's strategically doing everything. Every movement they're making is is all planned, all planned. And and it's and it's funny you mentioned Tom Brady, man. Like. That dude there, it's 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 one of the he's a top five goat of of goat, right? That dude there manipulates defenses like I don't think we've ever seen. No, we've like, never seen anything like it. Like, like honestly, he kind of manipulates defenses the way Mike did in his prime with Mike with the ball fake the one hand and and looking over here and, and the whole defense and it's, shift and it's in its own way in its own yeah. way yeah like because I seen Tom Brady hold a defensive back just by looking at him and the defensive back sat there and his he was supposed to slide in on on a, on a post route he sat there next you know Tom Brady throws it where he was supposed to be at yeah that's how he threw that touchdown at the end of the half against Green Bay. Yeah, he, he just looked, said he, he looked he looked the safety off and then threw it. Looked Same, him off yeah, like all right, I'm off. looking at you. All right, you're gonna go this way. Now I'm gonna go back over here this way. And it, and it, and it takes a certain a certain you know this knowledge to do that. Certain greatness, and he wouldn't have been able to do that had he not learned how to do that. Like mm-hmm. by watching film and studying film, studying tendencies and things of that nature, consistently learn. Like yep. the past, one of my the, the past was LeBron's last year in Cleveland when he was at LA, and he faked the ball left. The camera went left, and yeah. then he just tossed it right down, the, just right down the lane for dunk. Same thing, like a play action. I mean, just, when dudes do things so well, that's why they're that's why they get paid the way they get paid because they they are professionals and they are they're superstars. Man, Man, so let, so that place, man. You ever been in that place in a game where you just like, man, you know what? I'm gonna get his dude buckets the rest of the night. Ain't nothing he can do about it. Um, I'll probably say when I was in that place, I, I was in that place for a good four years. Um, mm. 
um, I played in Taiwan, and I, I I I just did I did things that I didn't even know I was capable of because of the the work that I was putting in in the summer leading up to it. Um, I really really got in the gym, worked out with um, Chris Johnson um, down in Houston. Uh, he's he's out in L.A. right now and runs his own thing. And I worked out with him, and he gave me like a different understanding to the game. Um, more than just basketball, it was it was a conversations off the court as well that we had mm. that made me a lot better as well. But that that place, man, I I had career highs. I went over there. Talk about that best season, man. What you what you put up, man? My best season over there, I literally averaged thirty points and seventeen rebounds. And then the next year, I I, I went to a different, a better team. I averaged, I think I averaged twenty three points, uh, twenty three and twelve, and I led the league in assists. Yeah. Oh man. So you was over there. You was over there clowning. Man, I had fun, man. Like I told you earlier, man. I just try to have fun when I'm playing the game. I take it serious. I'm I'm gonna come with a certain competitive edge, but I want to have fun while I'm playing the game. That's why I'm doing it as well. Man, that's a that's that's dope, and that's and it's 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 really good that you understand that, man. Had that understanding, like, man, once this is not fun for me, I'm done. Nah, that's it. You got you got to let it go, and and or re revise your thinking of of what you're doing yeah tap into it Mm -hmm. you know and that man boy and i listen y'all understand how hard it is to get 30 and 17 per game that's the average so well 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 well, let's grant it first of all to keep your job over there you got to average 20 and 15 Mm. because you're the only american on the team so Uh, if you if you're not averaging if you like it got to the point to, I mean, I'm, I'm getting crazy shot attempts. So I'm not trying to say that I was like NBA and just doing it like that, but I, I did a great job. But for me, like if I didn't score 30, I didn't think I had a great game because of, of how much was demanded of you. Right. Um, so, so I over had, there, I were had, you guys playing two halves or was it four quarters? Four quarters, four okay. 10 minute quarters, four 10 okay. minute quarters. And um, I probably averaged, Probably about thirty nine point five minutes a game because mm. <laughs> you can't you can't come off the court you can't yeah. like you have to stay on the court for all forty minutes. So your and conditioning was, was crazy, man. I, that's that's how I got into the shape. I lost the weight that I lost because my first time really playing in Asia was in China and they was playing forty eight minutes. And China, it's is in the summertime. It's hot. You think Texas is hot? You think Arizona hot? Go to China in the summertime. You're going to witness a different type of hot. Mm. So um, I ended up having to play a lot of minutes, and I got my conditioning right, my body right, and I just basically never got out of shape. And mm. it, you just, you just, you just got to keep going over there. You got you you to play. You're literally playing all five positions. You're thinking for everybody on the court. And if you win, great team win. If you lose, it's, your, it's fault. your fault. So that was that was something that was a heck of an adjustment period for me when I first got to the Asian culture because when I was in in, in Europe, it was more so you got three to three to five Americans on your team. They still gonna blame the Americans no matter what. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it ain't just all on you. So when you like when I was over there, losing the losing the game is already a big deal for me. But losing the game, don't lose two in a row. Three in a row. You can't come out your apartment. Nah, it ain't. It, nah, it ain't. It ain't. You can't come out your apartment. It's more like your agent might hit you. Ooh. Like, hey, the 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 team the team is um 
is worried about you or the team thinks that you need to do more. And I mean, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it really is how you take it whenever they, whenever they make those statements. Cause you can look at it like, Oh, the pressure's on, pressure's on. Or you can go out there and especially if you understand as a basketball player, cause a lot of times ownership don't really understand the, the true points of the game. So if you understand where you like, where you did wrong or what you can do, or shoot, some teams may just have your number or they may just must be that much better than you or you had an off night, but you need to understand where you were and be ready to go pick it up because when I was playing in Taiwan, our games were only scheduled. We, can only, we only played games Thursday to Sunday and we played three games a week. So sometimes mm. we're going to play Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Sometimes we're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday and mm. I'm playing 40 minutes each day. Mm. So it was, hell. what man, I'm, <laughs> hey, man, I was hurting over there, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the most fun I've ever had playing the game of basketball. The fans there were great. Um, I built a lot of friendships and relationships over there. One of um, the translator on my team, um, my first year overseas ended up being, he's basically the assistant coach on another team. Now he's one of my really good friends. Talk to him all the time and he's in Taiwan and it's, it's like, the game of basketball has brought me th- to like so many different relationships that are bigger than the game of basketball. And I love that aspect of it. Yeah, man. And, and it's, and, and you know what, and this is my personal opinion. I feel like players overseas actually get the better end of the deal because you're learning so much. You're learning so much culture. You're making connections. You're understanding things outside of the U S like the NBA is cool. Right. You get to go city to city, but you're still immersed in your own culture. You know, you're going to get other cultures to a certain extent with your teammates. But to be truly immersed in a totally different culture, I feel like that's one of the dopest things you can do, because then you truly understand other cultures. You truly understand other human beings and things of that nature. And I think it contributes to you being a better person. I always think about the game, the the movie uh, Love and Basketball a lot, being overseas when uh, she was uh, basically in the, the locker room overseas in Spain. And the coach, like no one's on the on the team speaking English, really. The coach just gave a whole pregame speech in a different language. And, the, and, and she said, what did he say? And he said, oh, the coach said, pass you the ball. And that's how it, <laughs> that's how it is, bro. Like, I've, I, I've played for, for 10 years. Um, three of those years, the majority of my team spoke English. The rest of the seven years, the only communication I had on the court with a player is left, right, Ball like saying ball screen. Um, all our plays was fist shirt one through five, like the simplest thing mm. you can do because that was the way that we were able to play. And being on the court with with nine other people and you don't understand the language that they're saying, it's it was it was it almost as as much as it could be hindering. It was also a way to stay focused because it's like. Okay, I'm just going to take in only the information that I need because whatever you're going to say to me, if you need me to know it, you're going some, somebody going to say it in English. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to block out everything else and focus on what I'm doing. So let me ask you this. How do you, how do you think that that translates to these players that are coming over from Europe and dominating the NBA? You know, you got to look at, like, of course, I mean, the, the hot name is Luka Doncic, you know, being a 21-year-old kid, basically. I think he's scheduled to turn 22 sometime soon. But <laughs> you said scheduled like he got different dates. <laughs> I know, right? Like, like, oh, I'm going to wait to turn 22 nah, I ain't next gonna, week. 
I ain't gonna drop my birthday until next week. Yeah, yeah, we gonna we gonna push that back. But no, nah, you know, he's supposed to, you know, but how how do you think that that benefits them? You know, is it that or is it what they're teaching over there or or what? Because I mean, Nikola Jokic, like he's it's a it's a it's a a thing that they do from a very young age. I've had fifteen year olds, I had sixteen year olds on my team, and they teach these guys the fundamentals in the game of basketball at a very young age. They have these guys in practice with other adults, even if they're only getting scout team minutes, they're still getting valuable minutes and they're understanding the game at a young age. That's why you see some of these guys that come over from Europe are so much more polished when it comes to fundamentals is because if you don't do something right over there, it ain't ain't always good. It ain't Mm. always good for you. You don't want to get cussed out because you may not see the court ever again in practice. You know? Mm. So, like their discipline is is so much better than ours because I feel like over over there are some of the guys that come over at that age, their their discipline is basketball, basketball. Um and then I look good later. I feel like some of the younger generation here, they're they are so hung up on social media and what looks cool that they rather post a video of them dribbling the ball a thousand times and not going nowhere instead of doing the little things that really matter. So that little discipline part and really locking in to what your your craft is and what you can do better each and every day, I think that's the difference when it comes from them, them younger guys being taught that at a, at a very young age. Yeah, man. I, I definitely agree with that 10,000%. Man, this this has been some 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 good topics, bro. We we talked about a, a lot of stuff, man. This is just the first episode, man. I felt like, do we got anything left for the next one? Or? <laughs> oh no, we got we got much more left, man. So we just gonna stop it at that, man. I'm I'm very I'm excited to introduce Ballstorming episode one. Um, episode two will be right here with you guys real soon, and this is Ballstorming. This is Ballstorming, baby. Looking like I got the whole thing You can get me ballin' overseas Never got drafted to the league But in, but in ballin' overseas Overseas, 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 overseas.